Good morning, everybody. We made it to the church building this morning, and we are um, going live now, trying to put together a church service for you guys. It's been a little bit hectic, but we're here. Yeah, good morning. Welcome to Free Church. Uh, my name is Anthony Trask. I am pastor of Free Church and joined by my beautiful wife, Susan, on this super warm, balmy uh, winter day. It's beautiful outside, and um, don't go outside if you don't have to. <laughs> it only took us about 25 minutes to um, break our car free of the ice, and so um, not good to go out unless you really need to today. Definitely not. So um, if you are joining us, can you please just comment where you're joining from? We'd love to see where everybody's at today, and we would love to see um, how much snow you have. So let us know how much snow or ice. If you're in South Salem, we only got ice. I mean, there's a tiny bit of snow, but it's mostly ice. So if you are joining, uh, please comment where you're, com where you're joining from, how much ice you have. If you have a picture that you'd love to share, um, feel free to do that as well. Um, and then we will just continue here in just a minute. I'm trying to pull up your comments so we can see where you guys are coming in from on my computer. Um, and then we will be able to interact a little bit today. Yeah, we had, this is the great sleet storm of 2024. I don't, it didn't snow. It wasn't really freezing rain. It wasn't hail. It was just straight up sleet. And I've never seen a storm quite like that in my 43 winters in this area. And so um, pretty fascinating to see people trying to get about and not being able to do so. So I do see that we are live now, and we want to take a minute here to welcome people who are joining. If you are just hopping on, uh, my name is Anthony. This is my wife, Susan, with us this morning, and we are going to be um, broadcasting live. We're going to do things a little different. Typically, when we've had snowstorms like this, we've just done our, our sermon from home or just done a Bible study. We've maybe done a, a sermon uh, from the stage, just like we would if you were here in person. However, um, today we want to make this a little bit more interactive. And so if you could uh, be patient with us, we've got a couple of screens in front of us, and we really would love to interact with you today. And so here's a couple things I'd like to ask you to do as we are joining here this morning. If you could, first of all, um, like this video, um, leave a reaction, a, a like, a love, an angry face, a crying face, do some kind of reaction, and that will let us know um, that you're there. But more importantly, um, the more that you like this video, the more it will get out to other people. I want to also ask if you would please share this video. If you could share the video, that will help more people be reached uh, by some of the things that we're going to be sharing today, help more people be engaged with our church. And then finally, if you can uh, comment as much as possible and we'll try to make this somewhat interactive. We, we are able to read some comments. They might be a little bit of a delay. And so um, Susan will kind of be our moderator as we go through that. Yeah, so, so far, first of all, Zion, quit trying to call your mom. I'm busy. Um, second of all, Dakota is in Southeast Salem. He says he has four inches of freezing baby snow. Um, I get that. It was this tiny, tiny, fine little snow that we got here. Um, Malena's at Corbin, snowed in there. Uh, Malena caught, called us yesterday. She was really concerned because the cooks didn't show up. So those poor Corbin students had to survive on pancakes yesterday. But they did have a cook eventually show up. So I'm glad that she got fed. Um, let's see here. Avanco's there in West Salem. Lori Trask is in West Salem. 
Um, Brandon says he can't post a picture. Sorry. Yeah, you can't post. I guess you can't post on, pictures on here. On I was I was wrong. Um, yeah, I was wrong about that one. But um, you can describe where you're at right now too. So. Yeah. So. We want to start off with a couple of things. For the last um, couple of months, we've introduced to you a concept that is called um, P7. And so we want to walk through these P7 steps during our service today. And if you are watching in the comments, we have a couple moderators here on site. If you want to put in the comments what these different um, steps of our P7 are, that would be fantastic. And what this P7 is is practices we pursue when we worship. And because we're joining together online today, it'll be a little bit simpler to go through those together as we lay out this service for us today. And so um, here are the seven steps of these seven practices that we pursue when we worship. Number one is purge. Uh, purge is repentance, confession, forgiveness, apologies, restoration, making things right. So purge. Number two is praise. That is gratitude, worship, giving praise to God. Number three is Presence. We want to seek the presence of God whenever we gather together and whenever we're in private moments of worship with our families or ourselves. So it's purge, praise, and then presence. The Bible says the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Number four is preach. Um, that's what I'll be doing a little bit of today is just simply preaching, going over God's word. When you're by yourself, when you're in scripture, when you're at home, preach. Number five is pray. Um, now that we've purged ourselves of sin through confession, praised the name of the Lord, entered into the presence of God, listened to or spoken or read the word of God, we will bring our request before the Lord in prayer. And so if you could also leave your prayer request in these comments, and we will look over these prayer requests. We will pray for them. We may pray for some um, live over the air as we are seeing those come through. And the last and then finally, peace. We want to leave in peace. And so this morning, as we are officially getting started, I'd like you, if you could, if you're joining from your bed or your living room or whatever you are doing, could you just take some time out and pause? And would you consider um, this idea of purging? What's something that you want to bring before the Lord this morning in confession? What's something that the Lord may be convicting you of that you need to repent of? Is there someone that you need to apologize to? Is there restoration or reconciliation you need to make? Because before we go into a moment of praise, a moment of seeking God's presence in the word of God, we want to make sure our hearts are right. So David says, serve the wicked way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. And so I'm going to lead us in prayer as you just ask the Lord um, to reveal any unrepentant sin as we prepare to get into some content today um, so that we can receive and hear from the Lord. So God, we, we bring before you any, um, any sin that we have not repented of. God, convict us, challenge us, help us to bring those things to you. We repent of sin as you bring it to our mind. We're asking you to purge that and all evil from us and from our hearts. Um, God, if we need to forgive someone, lead us to do so. If we need to receive an apology or make something right, lead us to do that as well. So take a moment here, purge, confess, repent, and then comment, share, so we can get more people involved. But we're going to spend just a moment here praising, comes from above. And so I'm going to ask my wife, Susan, if she could just lead us in a prayer of praise, praising the Lord for all he has done, for who he is. And if you could just join in and praise as you're watching from home as well. God, we just thank you so much, Lord, for... This beautiful day you've given us, God, for um, almost a clean slate that you give us when 
you fill our earth with ice and snow, God. It gives us a chance to um, pause and I pray that during this time we're able to reflect on you. Lord, I just thank you for providing for us, for restoring our health, God, when we're sick. Lord, I just pray for those right now who are ill, God, that they will praise you through this, that you will be there with them through this, God. I thank you that you are there for us to support us through times of trial, illness, um, tribulation. God, I just thank you so much that you are there with us during those times, God. I praise you, Lord, for um, the children in our lives, God, and the joy that they bring to us. I praise you, Lord, for um, for you um, bringing to us um, any um, financial stability, God, that we know comes from you, Lord, and we just praise you for that today, God. We praise you, God, for your goodness, Lord, and for your forgiveness. Thank you, God, just for being good, Lord, because we know that you are the only one who is good. And we thank you so much for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, we are going through these, these seven practices we pursue when we worship. Purge. Um, Susan's just led us in praise. And then the third as we're getting um, started today, before we're going into a time of message and announcements and conversation, the third is presence. And um, speaking of presence, I see a lot of you hopping on in both YouTube and Facebook um, from all over our area, um, from places all around our nation as well. We want to welcome you. This is Free Church. My name is Anthony Trask, pastor here in Salem, Oregon, along with my wife, Susan Trask. So let's just take a moment to invite God's presence in. Today is unique. Um, Everyone watching in this region is almost certainly um, sitting somewhere in their house. So would you just take a moment, if you could pause, whatever you're doing, if you could put to the side what you're eating or drinking or maybe a game you're playing as you're watching this, just pause. And if you could ask the Lord um, to fill your home with his presence, and I'll lead you in that prayer right now. So Lord, we thank you that you are everywhere. You're everywhere all at once. You've created all things, you fill all things, and um, we ask you, God, not just for us to be aware of your presence as it is at all times, but we would be especially aware of your unique presence uh, in our lives today. We ask God for your, we, we ask for your manifest presence, um, that we would be aware of you being right next to us. God, fill our hearts with your presence. Your word tells us that you inhabit the praises of your people. So, Lord, I pray that we would experience you as we praise your name and that you would fill each space in our homes with your peace and your power. I pray, God, for homes where it may be hectic or chaotic, forced to spend time with each other these next few days because they're not leaving their house. God, bring peace into their midst. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So we do have some people joining us that um, we just like to say good morning to. Um, Kara's out in Staten, Kara Mason, out there with her family in Staten, and they have a couple inches of ice as well. Um, Nadine's in, in Sublimity, Melinda in Dallas. See Emily in Monmouth. Yep. Um, Aubrey in Independence. Greg Bratlin, South Salem. And if you're watching on YouTube as well, you can leave comments there, and we can check those from time to time. But we know that a lot of people are joining us from all over um, our region, all over um, the nation. As you pop in, we are going through these seven practices that we pursue when we worship. So we've done uh, purge, which is repentance, praise, which is praise, 
Uh, we've also spent some time seeking the presence of God, and then now um, going into this time of, of looking at God's Word. And before we look at God's Word, I'm actually going to pause, and we're going to give some announcements uh, for us here at Free Church. And as Susan and I go back and forth on these announcements, we're going to invite uh, Isaiah Robnett to come up and join us here in a minute as well. Um, Isaiah leads our class for fourth, fifth, and sixth graders at Free Church, and we have a scripture that we would love to share with children today that you could take in and memorize. And so I, Isaiah is so excited to be on camera. He's so excited to, um, to share with all of you, and he's going to bring so much confidence into your home today as he shares these scriptures. And so um, let's talk a little bit about announcements, Susan. Yeah, so um, Isaiah will probably be sharing more about kids, but I also want to let you know that we do have a fun kids activity coming up on February 29th. That is a holiday where they don't have school, so it is 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. here at the church. Um, they're going to have a bouncy castle and movie day, so it's lots of fun if you have a fun. And um, we also have coming up in February for the youth girls, a um, VIP girls conference. It's here in Salem. Yeah, it's at West and Salem yeah, Wesleyan Foursquare is hosting it, and it's going to be a really good time. I know a lot of our young adult um, women, and because um, it's like it's like high schoolers, it's high up schoolers to, through um, young adults. So yeah. I believe it's high schoolers to late twenties. Yes, so that will be a lot of fun. So if you have a young woman in your life, please make sure that she gets signed up to come to that activity. Yeah, before you move on, too, is that <laughs> if, if you are a, a regular attender of Free Generation Youth, if you're a high school student in Free Generation Youth, um, the church is going to cover your cost to go to this conference here in Salem for young women. So high school girls who are a part of Free Church, we've got you. We've got you covered. So parents... There's no excuse not to send your kids. We're paying for them. Um, if you are a young adult woman, um, we'll share with you here this week how you can join in, how you can register. If you need help going to that, I'm confident we will have many of older women who would love to scholarship you to be able to go. So there's no reason why we can't bring as many of our young adult women um, as would like to go. Wonderful. Also, as you have heard, we are going to be launching our downtown service in a new location. Yeah, super excited. Yes, about it's going to start in February with worship nights. But in the meantime, we have to get our new location ready. So what we are asking is that this coming Saturday, the 20th, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., we have a downtown work day. So please come if you're able to help clean up and prepare for this next season down there. Uh, we went to the building earlier this week and moved some of our equipment from the old location at the Reed Opera House to the new location, and we kind of made a list of things that need to be done, and we also started prepping the building for us to be there as far as removing the old signage. We started working on that and um, kind of got some things set up. We really are excited about it. It's a wonderful location. We are so excited about this new location. It's going to be comfortable and um, a perfect setup. We don't have to tear up and tear down like we had to at the Reed Opera House every single week. So there also is a wonderful kids area at this new location. It's going to be a really big blessing for us to move to this spot. And I think you guys are all really going to enjoy it. So if you want a sneak peek, come help on the 20th. This Saturday. Yes, Saturday and from 9 in the morning. And you'll have to just park on the street somewhere. It's, um, it's, a, it's a great spot, though. Yeah, big shout out, too, to um, Mike Yoder, um, Lucy Kane. Ladina Doherty, Julia Laris, um, Susan, myself. I'm not shouting out to myself, but I was there. I witnessed it. So, we, yeah, we did get a good um, 
some good start on our work just this last week and um, started to prepare signage um, for our new location downtown. We started to move over our connections materials um, to the building as well. And we are so blessed by Bishop Tim Richards at Victory Life Church um, that meets in downtown Salem. They've offered us to be able to share space with them and um, they will be helping us by um, offering their space. We will be helping them um, by bringing in um, new equipment and technology that we'll be able to share together. It's gonna be a, a fantastic relationship that we're very much looking forward to. And I also want to point out that winter semester small groups are starting. So we have a spiritual disciplines class that will start on the 22nd. So not tomorrow, not tomorrow Monday, but the following Monday at 6.30 p.m. at the Murphy's House in South Salem. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love to have some people join me. Rick Herman is currently our grow director. He does a fantastic job at teaching and him and I will be there with Mike and Lisa Murphy. Um, to people we've seen join. We have a lot of groups this semester because we want to encourage people to join one. Um, you can also go onto our website, register for groups. You do have to register. We don't want to give people's address publicly, and so this is a way that we can communicate where people's groups are. Yeah, so register if you want to get the address of where you want to go. Um, we also have a men's coffee group that meets together on Tuesday mornings at 6 in the morning. The best time. <laughs> Bright and early. It's supposed to start this Tuesday, the 16th. I'm sure that is weather permitting. If all of our ice is gone, I'm sure that they'll be there. And it's at the South Salem um, Commercial Street Starbucks. We also will have, starting this Tuesday, again, um, we will have to make sure that the weather is good for you guys to get here. But we have a support group for women in pain. And it's a 10-week semester that meets on Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. I'm not sure. Are they meeting at the church this time or are they meeting in a house this time? They're meeting at the house of the Warnock, so over oh. in, in East Salem. No, for the women in pain group? Oh, women they're in not pain meeting group. at no, the Warnocks. No, they're meeting the Warnocks. <laughs> I got distracted by all your comments coming in. So the women in pain group, you know, I really don't know. You'll have to register. Okay. Register, register for it and it you'll find out the location. It will be at the church. Yeah. Perfect. Young adults group, they are the ones who are meeting at the Warnocks. And that is on Tuesday night, 6 p.m. It is supposed to start this week. So as long as the weather's fine, I'm sure that they'll be happily hosting that. And then finally, we do have a fun group on Friday night. And um, it meets at Darren and Tammy Taylor's house in South Salem. It's from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. I've heard amazing things about that group. It is basically they hang out, eat good food, and play games together. It's just a fellowship group. They really just really enjoy time in each other's presence. So I encourage you, if you don't have a small group you're going to, sign up for that one. If the other ones are not appealing to you but you really need some community, that's a really good one to join. Yeah, absolutely. Any other announcements that you have? That's all I have, but I do know that I want to bring up Isaiah and have Isaiah share. Yeah, if you're at home all by yourself, give a hand for Isaiah Robnett, the fantastic, incredible Isaiah Robnett. Isaiah is an amazing young man. He is an intern at Free Church. He oversees some kids ministry at Free Church. He's involved in pretty much everything at Free Church with the exception of worship. Thank God he's not. Um, <laughs> really? Actually, Isaiah's a decent singer. Isaiah, Isaiah happens to live with us. So we're so, so privileged to have you uh, in our home with us. And you've got a great voice and you sing a lot. Just little little secret there, single ladies out there, if you're looking for a man who can sing, <laughs> Isaiah loves, loves him some singing. Well, hello. <laughs> Um, I hope you guys are having fun in the snow. I slipped down the driveway today, so hopefully you don't I do that. I saw it. Yeah, he did slip. Yeah, pretty embarrassing. 
Um, but you know how we're learning in class about responsibility, and I'm going to read you guys a couple verses today. First, we have Luke 16:10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And then we have Matthew 7:28. The people were amazed at his teaching. So Jesus trusts. Jesus wants us wants to be able to trust us with very little things, like maybe listening to your parents when you like go wash the dishes or clean your room so you can trust you with big bigger responsibilities like when you when God calls you into ministry like Pastor Anthony like this is a big responsibility he has because God can trust him with little things also um so I hope you guys have fun also if you memorize these verses that we just read you'll get a surprise when you come back on Sunday so I'll see you guys then Thank you so much, Isaiah. So, yeah, memorize the verse. There's a prize for it if you memorize it coming back this Sunday. Also, something to point out is that um, if you attend our Sunnyside location, we recently experienced flooding in our entire kids' wing. And so we're praying and hoping that our kids' wing is up and running again soon as we have a lot of repair going on down there as well. So all sorts of announcements um, that we've shared. And I want to spend just a couple of moments here as we go into this time of preaching. Uh, We've gone through purge or confession. We've gone through praise, giving glory to God. Uh, We've invited God's presence. Um, Isaiah has shared some preaching, the word of God. I'll be doing that as well. But if you could take a moment here, um, like, comment, share, um, spread the word of what we're doing here at Free Church. And if you could let us know where you're joining from, let us know what your prayer and, um, But we'd like to spend some time just interacting with those who are hopping on. I know my wife just joined me back on stage. And so we're going to look through some of your comments. Let us know what you're doing today. Let us know what you've been experiencing the last few days. We do understand that there's some pretty significant lag in this video on YouTube and Facebook. Um, we're aware of that. And um, just stick with us, hang out, comment, interact. We'd love to keep keep chatting with you as we go into some time of, of looking at God's word. But tell us where you're joining us from today. Um, tell us how we can pray for you today. I do see people all over the place um, jumping in, hopping on, commenting, engaging with us. Um, we were announcing earlier home groups, and one of the groups we announced was support groups. And Uh, The amazing Julie Jackson, who helps lead our Women in Pain support group, she let us know that the first two weeks of that group will be at our Sunnyside location. And then following that, the uh, group will start meeting at a a home in South Salem. So that's just something to be aware of if you are wanting to join the Women in Pain group. And then Aubrey says, yeah, put these verses in comments. So if someone... got them up there. Excellent. So the verses that Isaiah read, if we could put those in the comments, and we'll be sharing those on social media later on as well. Matthew 7, 28. Um, I'd see some more people joining us today. Uh, Chris Morrow, welcome. Um, Jill Sims, welcome. Um, Let us know where you're joining us from today. And uh, Derek Broughton, so great to um, see you on here as well. Let us know today how we can pray for you guys. Let us know what you're up to and where you're joining from. Susan, you want to point out any comments? Yeah, um, Nadine did point out we have a good turnout online today, and that is definitely true. A lot of um, people are snowed in. So our recommendation being here, um, but I do know that you know South Salem streets might be worse than other locations. They get up and down, but it was the main streets that were actually the most difficult to drive through. I think it's because they melt a little bit and then freeze again, whereas our hill just basically nobody's been driving on. Yeah, so. Liberty Road South was mm-hmm. actually, we almost hit a mailbox yesterday trying to pick up our girls who were out sledding. And uh, today, Kubler is a 
atrocious, um, much worse than Sunnyside. So be careful out there. It is, it is very treacherous. I see we have uh, Maggie is joining with us. She says she's got a long day of homework. Well, you've, this is a great excuse to stay home, yeah. get that homework knocked out. Um, Luz, it's good to see you on here. God bless you. Let us know where you're joining us from today. Eric Combs, what's up, man? Good to see you. Thank you for joining us today. We see so many people from our church family are joining us from their homes and people outside of our church family. I want to give a shout out to Emily Johnson. Uh, I see you've been engaging and you're on here. That is Susan and I's Knee Street in Southeast Salem. Um, they hold an amazing event called Night 514. And Night 514 is is affiliated with Hope Point Church, but it is a all-city worship night. And um, Emily, if you're still on here, if you want to put that in the comments of the date where that is, but it's going to be at Hope Point Church. I think it is on the 26th, but I'm not positive. I, I know we actually have a slide for it. We might be able to pop up, but night 514, worship night at Hope Point, led by our amazing niece, uh, Emily Johnson. Oh, it's on... Oh, I think I was right. So it's on Friday, January the 26th at 7.30. So Friday, January 26th at 7.30. So if you would like to take part in some amazing worship, uh, make sure that you're there. I did want to put a plug real quick for also um, the 27th. We've had to reschedule our women's bowling night. So that was supposed to be tonight. But because of the ice, the bowling alley's closed, and none of us want to drive in this to Kaiser. So we are going to have it on the 27th at 5 p.m. at the Rec Bowling Alley. And super cool news, all you have to do is pay for food if you come. We are covering the cost of the bowling and the shoes. And so all you have to do is cover the cost of food. They have some really good food there. And I apologize we have to reschedule. But honestly, I don't think any of you guys would have shown up. So we will do it on the 27th. And um, that is a Saturday night this time. We'll just do it from 5 to 7 p.m. It's a lot of fun. I know a lot of the uh, young women I was talking to were really looking forward to it, so they're bummed it was canceled. And I'm like, well, you have no way to get there. So we will do it in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it was incredible. Last Sunday, we had a last-minute impromptu kind of unscheduled men's activity at the Yard Food Park in East Salem. And, and with virtually no notice we had 50 men show up and ate dinner together um, a lot of those men were actually children a lot of dads brought their kids we had three sets of identity that was just so awesome and so i'm i just know we're gonna have more women join us at the bowling event and it, we have a little bit more notice for women now that it's it's next uh is it next saturday no it's the following after yeah, it's the, the 27th the 27th so yeah mm -hmm. we have there should be at least 75 women there. So make sure women bring your... If you don't like to bowl, it's okay. You can come and hang out. You can get something to eat. Um, buy a big thing of french fries. Share them with the people around you. It will be lots of fun. And, and like I said, you don't have to bowl. We're not going to make everybody bowl. It's a really cool location because you can just hang out and interact with people. As people are bowling, they can come and go. It's really fun. And there's no agenda to it or schedule. We're just there from 5 to 7. There is uh, karaoke there at the rec, and so I think that we actually do have an agenda, is that we will be secretly videotaping any women partaking in karaoke and using it to blackmail them. I don't uh, think that's going to happen. <laughs> no, not going to happen. But I would be fine with Maggie doing karaoke. I hear she's really good. Yeah, so, so. if you've got some karaoke skills, make sure you come out. Um, <laughs> Susan and I were in Lincoln City for our anniversary back in June, and we went to this um, just local dive to have dinner, and it happened to be karaoke night, and let me tell you, 
It was rough. No, but there was one girl who that's, was really that's good. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, it was rough. And then there was a young lady that got up, and, and um, it had been so rough, we weren't expecting much. And when she picked up the microphone, holy cow, it was amazing. She brought the whole... We do this every week that we're there. Like her. She, it was um, her moment. Yeah, but she definitely um, was, you know, knocked everybody out of the park. Yeah, she was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was incredible. So... Show off your karaoke skills. Um, women are lucky that uh, men are not allowed to go to this event because I would put you all to shame uh, with my karaoke skills. I would be singing every Adele song that there is, and uh, I would knock Maggie out of the park with my karaoke skills. And so you're, I might wear a wig and show up. Okay. So how about we move along? So that's awkward. Please yeah, don't you, ever wear yeah, a wig. You might be asking... <laughs> How does Free Church pay for these uh, high school girls to go to this conference in West Salem? How is Free Church going to be paying for all of the ladies to go bowling? Um, it's through giving. Uh, at Free Church, we teach, uh, we celebrate this idea of, of giving, but not actually giving. It's it, Tithing is what we really teach and honor and celebrate as a church. Tithing is when we give God our first and our best. Everything that we have, it comes from God, it belongs to God. We are just simply having those things pass through our hands. We are to be good stewards of what God gives. And what God gives to us as an act of stewardship, trust, and obedience, we give back. We return to God what's already his through the tithe. And so I want to take this moment, actually, if you would like to take this moment to tithe, if Free Church is your home church, if you maybe never have tithed before. Um, give faithfully, generously, sacrificially, regularly uh, through tithes and offerings. Offerings is giving above and beyond what your tithe is. And so um, think about a missionary or a nonprofit organization that maybe needs your support right now that you can give to. And so we want to encourage you to give. Um, someone will put our churchlive.com. You can give on our app which is the Church Center app. If you search for Church Center in the App Store and then look for your location or for free church, we have a location downtown Salem and South Salem that will show up. You can download our app and give from there. Most people give um, using text to give. Text to give is just texting the amount you'd like to give to the number 84321. And some people mail in their giving. You can see our address in the comments or on a slide that will show up or you can just drop in giving in-house as well. But I know Susan and I are here with you today. We have just seen God provide and bless. Um, we're actually at a moment right now where um, Susan has been laid off from her job, but we know God provides. We've seen God provide again and again and again. And I know even when, in this case, um, because of a company she was working for uh, had to close down, we were um, got the final paycheck. And the first thing we want you to know, this is something we practice in churches. I want to just challenge you to pause right now and give to your home local church. I see a lot of people here from other churches. Please give to support your church. Give to support the ministries of your church um, because that's what we're following is the following of the biblical um, command that God has given us. And so that's why we do it. Um, and that's why we keep doing it, even when things are hard. You know, the tie that we took from my paycheck, my final paycheck, and for another job or career. Um, if you have faith, we know that God will place you in the right place. And I know that's what he did when I was at this location. I was only at this job for a short time, but I know that I was supposed to be there. And I know that that was what I was supposed to do during that season. 
Yeah, God is faithful. So you cannot outgive God, let God surprise you. So we're going to spend some time here. Uh, comments. I, I do see in our comments here that we have person, but I'm so glad you're here. And she says, I watch online every week supporting uh, your son. And by the way, big shout out to her son. Her son is Brandon Foote. Brandon is amazing um, keyboarding, drumming, running sound, and um, is a valued member of the Free Church family. And we're so honored to have him here. Also, we see a lot of people um, letting us know that Cat Johnson is apparently yeah. a phenomenal. Apparently, that's the rumor. Singer. singer, either that or, um, you know, Kara is very mean. <laughs> One or the other, and just no, called I, her out. I think she. I, I. I can. I almost can guarantee she will bring down the house. What song would you? If you were Cat, what song would you sing uh, as you show up at the rec for karaoke? Cat mm-hmm. needs to sing. Um, let's see here. What else should she sing? Or chandelier, <laughs> a wrecking ball. It, it involves yes. Swinging. Okay. Kara yeah. is a little country. Yeah. Maybe she'll go Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift's not real country. She's gonna sing Watch. "Unbreak My Heart" by Tony Braxton. <laughs> it is the song I think Kara will sing here. That's watching. Again, I apologize for the lag. It looks like it just keeps into time of our message. So, um, we have been spending some, but um, the Lord has been um, just telling me as your pastor to pat this idea how we don't want to be lukewarm, and so we really are making some efforts as a church this new year to make. During this fast, we're asking you to read through Proverbs with us days uh, on Mondays at 7 to you. That's a part of our effort to um, push in during this time of fasting, pushing forward into the new year. So some things that we will be doing that's coming up as well is next Sunday night, and we are having an all-church family potluck. Old school, old-time religion, it's something we're doing to make effort to connect um, Susan mentioned this end of the Lord through worship in the month of February. So every town Salem, we're inviting guest worship leaders to lead us. The first worship night is on February only dinner, a preview dinner at 430. We're going to feed you a year. We're believing God for great things as we're going to be opening up our new downtown campus location on High and Ferry with our normal services starting on March 3rd. But we're moving those to Saturday instead of Sunday. So Saturday night worship, Saturday night church in the heart of downtown Salem on the corner of High and Ferry in the crystal, just the the vibe of our church, the atmosphere, um, devote that time to the Lord and to reach out to our community. So those are some of the things that we've been going over for you as, as we are focusing in on the new year. But last week, I talked to you about mission, Matthew 28. It talks about Jesus meeting his followers, 500 of them, um, on a mountain near the Sea of Galilee. And it says that they worshipped him when they saw him, but some doubted. And I encouraged you that in order to be on mission, in order to go, as Jesus tells that group of disciples, in order to make disciples, you need to ask yourself, do I actually need to go? And so we were looking at mission, and here's our mission as a church. The mission of Free Church is to connect people to an everlasting committed relationship with Jesus Christ and with others as a mission for their life, and that is to go make disciples. And so at Free Church, we have adopted that mission statement to connect people to an everlasting committed relationship with Jesus Christ and with others. So we've encouraged you to not be lukewarm, to be hot and refining, or really get the gospel, get the Great Commission, get your life in order so that you can go But this week, I want to spend a few minutes talking to you about vision. 
I actually spent a lot of time this week working on a message for vision. And my son and daughter-in-law were visiting us from Eugene. And they left on all the way to Eugene, which I certainly cannot drive to now. So I don't actually have the notes for this sermon. But they're all here. So the devil thought he had me. Um, but Jesus said I was his. So why you exist vision. Here is the vision of free church. While our mission is to connect people to an everlasting committed relationship with Jesus Christ and with others, here's our vision. Listen carefully. Our vision is to be a multiplying movement, communities and beyond with grace, love, and hope. To be a multiplying movement, there should be a slide, and we can also have someone put our vision in the comments. It's to be a multiplying movement of passionate followers of Jesus who impact their communities and beyond with grace, love, and hope. That is our vision. And if you're just joining us, if you could like, comment, that is our vision. I want to talk of, and when I was preparing this sermon, I didn't know that my wife would be sitting rough. Um, Susan and I met when I ended the church that my dad was pastoring, which is now Free Church. But Little did I know this entire tongue, nerdy Anthony Trask, with his chubbiness and glasses. I didn't like you till well and, and into aqua socks, older uh, that I wore school. for shoes. Just saying. But apparently, it was well into middle school. It's it's once I glowed up, attracted to me. I don't know why I'd be surprised that someone would like me then at that age. But um, she has this this secret crush on me, and she starts pursuing me relentlessly. This older woman pursuing me, chasing me down. I hope that it lags right during this moment. So. Um, by the time I am uh, 50, who's now in her 30s, we're, we're babysitting uh, my niece together. We're hanging out all the time. Uh, we're going to movies together. And um, uh, feelings start to, um, I'm starting to notice her. And Eve, 1995, which would be New Year's Day, 1996. So long ago. Um, but leading up to that time where I was invited to go skiing with her, Christmas special to me that only I would know about, that only she would know, that I would like, and, and went above and beyond to buy me a, was an eight-pack of glass-bottled Dr. Peppers. Uh, I was really into Dr. Pepper. It was weird. Um, liked collecting Dr. Pepper memorabilia. So she, she goes out of the way to buy this for me. And I, for her, because I know she's buying me something, I, I purchased her a bottle of perfume from The Gap, and the scent from The Gap was called Gifts, on a Sunday evening, the, the Sunday before Christmas, and then we see each other for this ski trip. And on this ski trip, um, Zola, Make me sound like a predator. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm riding on <laughs> Susan, you know, driving a car by this time in her life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we engage in this intimate kiss oh. on a ski lift with her brothers riding behind us yelling, gross, ew, that's my sister. And so it the was so romantic. Yeah, so romantic. The whole <laughs> just disgusted oh by this thing or teenagers in this room now, even 20-year-old Isaiah should ever engage in. So on the on the bus ride home, are we going out? Are we are we going yeah. out? Because that's the phrase you use. And so at a very, very mature age of uh, 15 years old, uh, Susan, at, at an extremely mature age of 16 years old. I don't know why you're making she, that such a thing. She um, my memories are make sure that trips to the beach, to Portland, when Portland was cool to go to, um, lots of time eating together, going out to restaurants. This is like, we had like disposable money at the time. So going out to restaurants, going Your parents to paid restaurants, movies, beach trip, kissing, 
I can remember the gr smell of the grass perfume. I remember after um, several months, that led to a marriage, and that led to, I think, seven houses, two, like five dogs, so many cats, and then a whole lifetime. Do you confer with this? Like, is this all true? I don't even know anymore. Yeah, so these are the things I think of, though, when I, when I reflect on my relationship with Susan. So this, this June will be our 25th wedding anniversary. So 25 years, this June, the things that, that I remember, these these. And so I want you to think about if you're married today or if you're dating, uh, maybe some of you have, have broken off of a special experience love. And so in regard to experience, our vision as who impact their community and beyond with grace, love, and hope, desire to be. King Solomon writes in Proverbs, a people perish, but he who keeps the law without prophetic Vision, people perish. Vision, our direction, where we're going in our life, lamp to our feet, without having the word of God as a light to our path, we won't know where to go. And so if people don't have vision, they perish. The ESV translations say without vision, the people And so we as a church, it's going, so we're not just aimlessly going all directions. So that we're not just casting off restraint. So we're not perishing without vision. And so Going over our vision as a church, we want to be a numbers of people saved, baptized, filled with the Spirit, walking in their spiritual gifts, reaching people for Jesus. We want people to multiply in how they're reaching others for Jesus. We as a church want to see people invite people to church who invite people to church. We want to see churches started by people who are passionate about church planting or partnering with us to start new free churches with us. A little cringy, because it's going somewhere. It's not sitting still, not supplying movement, not just people who do the same thing, who are just going to church because it's the right thing to do or that's what their grandma told them was the right thing. People to be passionate. We want those passionate people who follow Jesus to make an impact in their community. We want you to make an impact in Wood. As I mentioned, there are people watching right now where you are. You must make an impact. Jesus has called you to go. We want you to make that means it has to stretch out and engage with more people. But if you're watching with us this morning, if you're participating with us and you are from outside of the Willamette Valley, if you're joining us from outside of the Salem metro area, would you let us know where you're joining from? Because we want to make an impact on our community and beyond. We know that we have people that participate in what we are doing from all over our country. We've had people move to Salem from other parts of our country to be a part of this movement that we desire to be a part of. We want to make an impact on this community and beyond. We want to make an impact on missions. I, I was so thrilled just about a month ago where we sent off uh, one of our dear missionaries here from our church, uh, Patience who she had a need and we prayed over her and people sent her off with um, multiple times the need that she had in order to go on mission. Just on Friday, I had the opportunity and blessing to talk with missionaries that, that Susan and I support and that our church supports, um, Chiago and Danny De Silva, and I got to meet the son that they're adopting in Brazil over FaceTime. I'm telling you, you have the opportunity to make an impact, not just in your workplace, but around the world, and we want to be a part of a vision like this. So a multiplying movement of passionate followers of Jesus who impact their communities and beyond with what? with grace, with love, and with hope. 
God is a God of grace. The gospel is good news. It's a gospel of grace. It's getting what we don't deserve. God gives us what we don't deserve. We deserve hell and separation from God. Jesus gives us paradise and everlasting life in relationship with God through his life, death, and resurrection. We want to show grace. We want to preach grace. We want to uh, bestow grace upon people when they need a second chance. Grace, love, and hope. Love is sacrifice. Love is putting others above yourself. God so loved the world, he gave his son. Out of our love, we want to give something to our community and beyond. We must be a community of love. And then finally, hope. The world doesn't have any hope. The world's hope is in stuff that they have. The world's hope is in jobs that they get. The world's hope is in degrees that they achieve. But the hope that we have in Christ is the blessed eternal hope of everlasting life in a glorified body living in an all things made new heaven and earth with Jesus for eternity. That is our hope. The only hope we have is Jesus Christ, Israel, with him in relationship for eternity. If you're lacking hope today, there is hope in Christ. There is more to live for than stuff. I was talking with um, a young man who, who lives with us who was sharing a scripture with you a couple moments ago, Isaiah. We were talking about ancient civilizations and pyramids and ziggurats and ancient temples and structures built around the planet. Those people who constructed such things, their hope was only in temporary finite things, so much so that their kings would be buried with their things, but you can't take your things with you when you die. You only take love and memories in your very soul and the relationships that you have is the only thing that matters. So that's what our vision is. So I want to tie this all back. Again, if you're joining us, we're looking at our vision to be a multiplying movement of passionate followers of Jesus who impact their community and beyond with grace, love, and hope. We've reflected on our mission. We've talked about being hot, cold, or lukewarm. And I want to end our time today with talking about being passionate. Because the passionate part, the passionate part of our vision statement to be a multiplying movement of passionate followers of Jesus is the most important part. People will want nothing to do with Jesus if his followers are not passionate. If we're not passionate about Jesus, how could we expect someone else to be passionate about Jesus. If we're not in active relationship with Jesus, why would someone want to enter into relationship with God that was not a movement, that was not multiplying, that was not passionate, that was not impactful, that was not gracious, that was not loving, that was not bringing hope? Passion is the key. Passion is burning fire in love, emotion, feeling, desire. Passion is dynamic. Passion is those feelings that you felt when you experienced your first love. That's why I talked about when I began and fell in love in and have a relationship with my wife, Susan, nearly 30 years ago is because there was passion there. Here's a secret to those of you who are not married or maybe have not been married very long. This is what your passion looks like in marriage. It goes up and down, up and down. Everything in life is up and down. 
We have these high moments of passion, but I guarantee you there will be times in your romantic relationships where you will not feel passion. I promise you there will be times in your romantic marriage dating relationships where you're not feeling in love, but we do not base our relationships and our commitments on feelings. We base our relationships and our commitments on commitment, on faith and on love, on sacrificing for the well-being of other people. And so there are times in your walk with Jesus where you're not going to be passionate. There are times in your walk with Jesus where you're not going to feel in love. There are times in your walk with Jesus when you're not going to experience him like you used to. But here's the wonderful thing about Jesus is that has nothing to do with Jesus and everything to do with us because we're the ones that get stagnant. We're the ones that fall away. We're the ones that lose our passion and love for us. He's constantly pursuing, chasing us. He is constantly loving us, sacrificing, and he calls us into relationship with him. We need to be passionate, burning for Jesus Christ. So that's the most important thing about our vision. If we want to make an impact in this city, we have to start being passionate and let it start with me. Let it start with you. We've got to be passionate. And so think about the passion that you felt towards your husband when you first started dating him. Think about the passion you felt towards your wife when you first started dating her. Think about the passion that you felt on that first date with him. Think about the passion you felt as you had that first crush on her. Think about the passion. And now turn with me to Revelation chapter 2. Here's where we end. Revelation chapter 2. Two weeks ago, we looked at Revelation chapter 3, I believe it was, the church in Laodicea being lukewarm and not hot and not cold. But now let's look at Jesus's message to the church in Ephesus in Revelation chapter 2. Jesus sends this message through the apostle John to the church in Ephesus, and he says, you guys are doing some great things. I, I know about all the good you're doing, I know that some people see this as a movement. I know you're multiplying. I know you're making impact on your community. I know you're making impact beyond your community. I know you're showing grace. I know you're preaching grace. I know that you're experiencing love and you're preaching on the love of God. I know you're talking about the hope that you have in Jesus. But in Revelation chapter 2, to the church in Ephesus, Jesus says, but I have this against you. You guys are doing some good stuff, but I have this against you. Jesus says, you have forgotten the love you had at first. Some translations say, you have forgotten your first love. Jesus was not telling the church in Ephesus they weren't saved. Jesus was not telling the church in Ephesus that they didn't love him. He wasn't telling the church in Ephesus that they weren't preaching grace, love, and hope, that they weren't making it an impact. What Jesus told the church in Ephesus is, I've got something against you. You forgot the love you had at first. He doesn't say you forgot love. You forgot the love you had at first. What Jesus is saying is your candle's burning out. What Jesus is saying is you're losing passion. The fire is dwindling. The, the being in love that, that's, that's fading away. You guys forgot the love that you had at first. And Jesus then says in Revelation 2, what is, and I, I've scoured the New Testament for this, I think this is the most direct advice Jesus ever gives 
to a problem. Jesus often kind of gives obscure answers, or sometimes he will, he will answer questions people aren't asking in order to get to a deeper truth, and it's because we need it. But in this case, he addresses the issue straight on. He says, you guys forgot the love you had at first. This is what I need you to do. He said, would that you, this is what I desire that you would do. He says, remember from where you have fallen. Remember from where you have fallen. He says, repent and do the works that you did at first. You guys got a lot going on. You got a lot going for you, but you are not in love anymore. You guys have a lot you're doing right, but you don't have passion anymore. I have this against you. You have forgotten the love that you had at first. Revelation 2, 3 through 5, here's the solution. Remember where you fell from. Repent and do the works that you did at first. What Jesus is encouraging them to do is to remember what it used to be like. I didn't tell you that story about my wife and I falling in love just to tell you the story or just to tease her, although it worked for all of those things. But the most important part of it was is that when we fall out of love, when we lose our passion, when we forget why we're in these relationships to begin with, we must remember from we must remember where we fell from. We need to remember what it used to be like. Remember what it used to be like, Jesus said. And then he says, once you remember it, you need to repent. Repent in this circumstance, that just simply means acknowledging you're not where you're supposed to be. Acknowledging that this isn't right. You're right, Jesus. I was in a stronger relationship with you. I was in love with you. I did have passion for you. I'm remembering it, and I am in the wrong. I have strayed. I'm repenting of where I used to be to where I am now. Repentance is just acknowledging and making a choice to change. So he says, remember, repent, and then he gives an action step. He says, do the things you did at first. So if you forgot your first love, if you've lost your passion, if you're falling out of love, start doing the things that you used to do. And how does this relate to, to my marriage relationship or your dating relationship or your marriage relationship? If you feel like you're losing passion, this applies for those relationships as well. Remember where you used to be? Repent to acknowledge that you're not where you're supposed to be now and then do the things you did at first. So in a dating, romantic, marriage relationship, start holding hands again. Start going on dates again. Start talking about your dreams again. Start resting your hand on your partner's leg while they're driving again. Start running your fingers through their hair again. Start kissing again. That's the funny thing about relationships is no matter what your relationship is, relationships start, and not to be graphic, but just in all honesty, they start with a lot of kissing and physical intimacy. And after a while, that typically starts to decline. Why can't you do those things when you've been in a relationship for 20 years, 10 years, two years? Do the things you did at first. You say, well, I might not feel like it. Well, Jesus says where your treasure is, your heart will be. That means if you start doing the things you're supposed to do, your heart will follow. You might not want to hold your spouse's hand, but if you would hold their hand, Jesus says where your treasure is, your heart is, you'll start to desire to hold hands again because holding hands is a good thing to do in relationship and connection with the one that you share love with. 
physical intimacy. It tends to drop off once someone becomes married or has been married for a season. But remember what it used to be like. Repent. You're not where you're supposed to be anymore. Do the things you did at first. I don't feel like it. Well, do the things you did at first and regain the passion that you once had. So would you do me a favor? Could you put in the comments right now, what are things that you used to do when you were passionate about Jesus? When you were on fire for Jesus, when you were born again, when you first came to Christ, leave in the comments some of the things that you used to do. I know for me, I I fully surrendered my life to Jesus at the age of 19. I used to desire to get into and study and know and read God's word. I would spend time reading God's word, reading God's word to my spouse. When you fall in love with Jesus, what did you do? I was into his word. I'm still into his word, but not like I was then. When I fell in love with Jesus, I was um, just wanting to listen to worship music all the time. I can remember these, these pivotal worship albums for me that drew me closer to Jesus Christ. Um, one of those albums was the Passion, Our Love is Loud album from the Passion Conference. I think it was in the late 90s, early 2000s. The Skillet Worship album was phenomenal and pivotal towards leading me to a closer walk with Jesus Christ. Some of the early Hillsong worship albums. There was a church out of the Midwest that I wouldn't encourage you to follow any longer because its leader has um, left Jesus altogether, but there was this album that was called Worship in Every Direction that came out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, that pushed me in to a closer relationship with Jesus. It was worship songs like uh, God of Wonders by Third Day that I can just go into worship immediately as I think about those things. What are the things you used to do when you fell in love with Jesus? I can remember being excited to go to church, excited to fixing a toilet. Literally, I was excited to serve when I fell in love with Jesus. Uh, What were some of the things you did when you first fell in love with Jesus? Um, Susan, is there anybody leaving comments about things that they used to do when they first fell in love with Christ? Well, Brandon noticed that he What spoke to him was artists such as Petra and Carmen, and then he did reply, he is older. Um, Luz uh, said that she would pray for an hour at 5 a.m. Like, she had that as a habit. Um, And so those are some of the things that we've seen so far. I know for myself, also, worship was definitely a big part of that for me, as well as uh, doing actual Bible studies. So I followed through Bible studies at Rome like a little booklet or something. This is before smartphones. Yes, it was well before smartphones. And so I would follow through on an actual book um, and read books about Bible study. And to me, that is what grew my faith during that time when I was a fresh, um, excited, passionate Christian. And so I think going back to those things and um, also, too, looking at new Christians in your lives, help them, let them inspire you. I look at some of the young people in our church and how passionate they are. And that inspires me to um, be more desirable to get that passion back in my life. Yeah, I see Stephanie Lucero. She said when she first fell in love with Jesus, she worshiped and spent three hours a day in the Bible. Yeah, that's, those are, those are typical things when people first fall in love with Jesus, but, but don't be discouraged. Um, Jesus says, remember where you fell from. 
repent, acknowledge you're not where you need to be, start doing the things you did at first. But I just want to take time to acknowledge, as, as Susan mentioned, just throughout our nation, I see like a lot of people with white hair and I'm, we're on our way there too. Um, I will not have white hair. Yeah. So you might die, Mine but I do, there's, you know, in, in, in a town where the majority of people in churches are old people, we are so blessed to have a lot of young people. And um, Stephanie is one of those people. I'm actually incredibly inspired by her faith. Um, I wish that my faith and my joy in Christ was as strong as hers. And so some of you, you think your faith might be weak, but it's not. It's actually an inspiration. Um, a young man who read a scripture to you moments ago, Isaiah Romnett, I wish I had the faith and dependence on God and the joy that he does. Now, does that mean that Stephanie and Isaiah or these young people that we're thinking of, does that mean they've got it all together? No, not at all. Does it mean they're mature in every way? Absolutely not. But so often as older, more mature Christians, we will look at those younger Christians as if they are somehow like a lower level than us. Not at all. I aspire to be at the level that they are. So don't ever underestimate the impact you're making. And that goes full circle to our vision. We want to be a multiplying movement of passionate followers of Jesus who make an impact. Stephanie, you're making an impact. Isaiah, you're making an impact with your faith. Derek, you are making an impact. I see you said you would spend every moment I can serving in whatever way I can. That's what I used to do. I would say, nope, I see you doing that now. Mm -hmm. um, how sad is it that the church as a whole relies on teenagers and people in their 20s to do 80% of the ministry while us middle-aged people sit back and let them do the work. Thank you, Derek, for your service. I see Dakota says, I feel, um, I feel too new in your faith to have anything to look back on. I'm just happy to be able to do more to push God's message and will and find new ways to do it. Hey, Dakota, thank you for sharing that. You are an inspiration. Your wife, Delaney, is an inspiration. Even your one-year-old little girl is an inspiration because while your faith may be new to you, you are imparting that faith to your baby and to the baby that you're about to bring into this world. And not only will you make an impact in this community, but your children will make an impact on the communities they move to. And the work you're putting in now, that will make an impact into the communities that your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren move into. Um, it's just, guys, you don't know how much of an impact you're making. You have no idea. You're such a blessing to older people. You're such a blessing to pastors and people in their 80s. People are encouraged by you who are senior citizens. We need each other. Even some of these comments are an exact reason why the church exists. Guys, we're doing what this vision is to be a multiplying movement of passionate followers of Jesus. Dakota is passionate. Delaney is passionate. Yumi is passionate. Derek is passionate. Stephanie is passionate. Isaiah is passionate. You guys are inspiring. This is the kind of passion that we want to pursue. This is the things that we need to be about as a church. And so I want to challenge you as we do these things, as we remember, repent, and do, we've got some opportunities. Speaking now to us as a local church, we've got some opportunities to jump into that God has given us that if we don't jump into, we will miss out on. And so that's why we are starting a church in downtown Salem. 
that has been such a big why from people. Why would we do that if we have people already in South? Because there are hundreds of thousands of more people to reach, and there are not enough churches in Salem to do it. We have partners and team members at churches all across the city, people doing the same thing. Salem could launch 100 churches tomorrow, and it would not be enough. I promise you that. We must be about multiplying this movement of passion for Jesus Christ. So be a part, be engaged, show up every Saturday night in February, the 3rd, the 10th, the 17th, the 24th. Show up and worship your guts out with us. Show up and worship. Some of you are going to be sharing your story, sharing your testimony, sharing your passion at those worship nights. Come and be a part. If you're on the fence, come and see. If you're on the fence, get off the fence. Be a part of what we're doing. Make sure that you are here with us next Sunday. Our associate pastor, Ladina Doherty, is going to be bringing you a message of faith and not giving up. Show up. The week after that, um, one of our leaders, Dwayne Smiley, he's going to be bringing a message on sir. That is what we are about, is remember, repent, and do. Remember, repent, and do. Revelation 2, remember, repent, and do. It's all about this vision. One little story as we can come to a close. If you could start putting your prayer request here, we want to spend some time praying for you. So start putting those in the comments. Now, there's so many of you on here on YouTube, on Facebook. And if Susan, if you want to pull up YouTube on your phone and see if people are leaving some comments there that we can, we can respond to, um, leave your prayer requests. But I want to talk to you one last time about vision. How many of you have ever had a goldfish before? There's something unique about goldfish. First of all, it seems like the more expensive the goldfish you buy, the less it lives. Where if you like win a goldfish at the state fair, those are the ones that typically last forever. But if you purchase a goldfish, if you were to go out this week when the ice thaws and buy a goldfish, and if you were to put that goldfish into a tiny little beta fighter fish bowl, and feed that goldfish. You could feed it all day. You could put it in that bowl. It's never going to grow to its potential while it's inside of that tiny little bowl. However, if you were to take that goldfish and put it into a 10-gallon tank, a 20-gallon tank, a 50-gallon tank, there is something that I don't fully understand. There's something that if you would feed that fish in a larger environment, it's going to grow to its potential for the size of the environment it is in. And I know there's a, a genetic difference between goldfish and um, koi and the different breeds of carp, but essentially they're the same kind of fish. If you were to put this in bigger and bigger, but it will not grow if it's limited to the size of the bowl that you put it in, which is small. It is the exact same about your vision. Without vision, people perish. Without vision, people cast off restraint. If you want to go somewhere, you have to have vision for it. I'm not talking about this new age idea of manifesting, that if you just speak something or think something or meditate on something, it's going to happen. Not at all. But I'm telling you that God has God-sized visions that he wants to put into your heart, into your mind, that he has purposed and created you to fulfill. And unless you can see your potential, you can't say, our church will never grow if. Instead, you've got to say, our church will grow if. 
you got to quit saying, I will never have the money I need to pay for. Instead, you got to see if I have an expanded vision for the amount of income I can make and the amount of work I can do, then I can begin to walk toward that vision. Without vision, people perish. And I want to speak to a moment for, to vision killers. If you think that you need to squish young people's vision and passion, if you think, oh, it's just young ambition that wants to do great things, shame on you. You need to repent of that. Do not squish a young person's vision. Don't tell young people what they can't do and what's not likely to do. Let them reach for the stars. Why would you want them to be anchored to the ground like you have anchored yourself to the ground with bitterness when they could release that anchor and go further and faster and higher than you or I could ever go? It's time that we release and let go of bitterness so that we can soar and that we take the restrictions and limitations and fear that we have placed on younger generations off of them so they can go much further than we ever could. So that is our um, vision message for today. Saturday, join us. Saturday, January 20th, we're going to be on the corner of Ferry and Liberty Street doing some prep work on our new downtown location. The following Sunday, the 21st, we have our all-church potluck coming up. The following Saturday, the 27th or 6th, or the 27th, we have a, a women's bowling night. And then we're going to start our month-long Saturday night worship nights. There are good things in store. We need you to be a part. If you're here, you're all in. Be all in what we're doing. If you're not all in, you're not really here. Be here. There's no fence here. Have some big faith to step into the waters of momentum. Have faith to stand when life is throwing you punches. Susan, you want to spend some time looking over some people's prayer requests? Yes. Um, we have a prayer request from Tanya on um, YouTube for healing of her body. Um, Ladina wants her vision expanded. And then um, also prayer for some individuals in our church. Their water is froze. So just pray for them, for them to be able to get that fixed and for it to not be too expensive for them. Um, let's see here. I see some people asking for prayer for finances. Several people mm -hmm. um, need prayer for God to provide for you. Um, also, I see Stephanie, and we'll just call your name out because it's in the comments. You want prayer that God would help you forgive. We all need that. We all need God's help and conviction to lead us to forgive those we need to forgive. I um, see Emily Killebrew. She says, before I had vision, now your passion. Um, a beautiful thing is to watch this young lady worship. This young lady has so much passion in her worship, and I have seen so much excitement following her commitment to Jesus and especially her water baptism. Emily, the sky is the limit for you. Um, you may think that you're losing your passion, but old people like me are saying, wow, I wish I had the passion Emily had, but I also appreciate that you could admit that you feel like some of that passion is going, and so do what Jesus says. Remember, repent. And do. Um, what other requests do you see here, um, Susan? From uh, Ron and Julie Jackson for renewed passion and um, in serving, and then also in their family relationships. Um, let's see here for um, a job for Lori Trask. She's asking for a job. She also is laid off from the same company I was working for, as well as several other people in our church work for the same company. So prayers for them to find new jobs. Um, Eric. 
also wants better weather this week because his job got canceled tomorrow. So I think a lot of you guys who are in that same position, we need to just cover finances and prayer this week because a lot of people will be short on hours for their um, work this week. Yeah. And when you're paid hourly and you're missing out on a day because of snow days, it really does affect your finances. Yeah, so prayers for the business for owners, that. people who rely on sales, people that rely on customers coming in physically. Uh, yeah, we, we see you. We know that weather impacts your business. I also want to point out we have um, our dear friend and Susan's cousin Melinda is asking for prayer for faith. Um, said her faith is fading because of continued pain and further suffering. And amen. We will absolutely and always are praying for you, Melinda. Um, but I want to say the same thing I said about some other people that feel like their passion or faith is fading. I am inspired by your faith. Um, the amount of faith and confidence and courage you have shown against severe physical pain and difficulties and illness is absolutely inspiring. And we love and care for you and appreciate you. But, man, I, it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem right. And we are pleading with God on your behalf for your healing don't lose faith because other people have faith for you that you're going to be able to receive healing one day and you're going to be able to push forward into what God has for you even more than you are now. Uh, finances and direction and what guidance and what to do next. Um, and then for uh, Caitlin, Ivanko is asking for prayer in a meeting that they have this week that will help them with their finances. So a lot of financial concerns. I feel like uh, that is a big, heavy thing for our church family this week. Is, um, if you're going through some hard times, uh, there's a request for that. Also, yeah, again, continued prayer requests for finances. I also see here that um, uh, I saw a request that I just lost, but a lot of requests going on. I also just want to acknowledge some people I see joining in that we don't know who you are. If you're joining us for the first time, uh, this is Free Church. We are based in Salem, Oregon. We have a campus in South Salem. We have a campus in downtown Salem. We would love to have you join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and starting in February, Saturdays at 6 p.m. in downtown Salem. Um, if you could let us know where you are joining from, that actually really helps us know how our vision is impacting people beyond our community, and it helps us get the word out to more. And um, if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, I apologize, but I see somebody hop on named uh, Fonte. Uh, let us know where you're joining from. Would love, love to know where you're joining us from. Caleb Herring, thank you for hopping on here and joining us. Let us know where you're joining from. It is great to have all who are here. And if you're joining us on YouTube, we want to thank you for joining us as well. Um, we're going to start to wrap up our time here in prayer. And as we do that, I'm going to go full circle back to how we started. We started talking about seven practices we pursue when we worship. We call this P7. I know it's cliche. I know it's cheesy, but it's easy to remember. Here are the seven things. Purge. That's repentance, confession, forgiveness, apology, restitution. Purge. Praise is number two. Leave these in the comments. Praise is worship, thanksgiving, being in awe of God. It's corporately singing together. It's worshiping individually in our showers and corbets the praises of his people. We believe God is everywhere, always, all at once, but there's something special about the unique, tangible, manifest, localized presence of God as it falls on our hearts, and so we want to seek the presence of God together. Four is preach. It's reading God's word. It's listening to God's word. It's teaching God's word. It's being taught God's word. We have looked at the word of God today, and then number five so we got uh, purge, praise, presence, preach. Number five is prayer. That's what we're doing right now. We're going to pray for these needs. Number six is power. We're going to ask the Lord to respond in power, to act in power, to reveal his power, and to show his power so he gets the glory. 
And then when we close this video, it's going to be peace. We're going to pray that you leave in peace. So Susan and I will keep, um, we'll, we'll start to pray over these requests right now. If you could just join us in prayer, you can continue to leave comments of what you'd like prayer for today. If our eyes are open and looking around, it's because we're actually reading the request as you're putting them there. And so, um, Susan, can you start us off in prayer? Yeah, God, we just thank you so much for this time, being in your word today, Lord, being in a community, even though we can't physically be with each other. I thank you that we have this community, God, and the means that we have to be able to um, connect with each other, even if it's online. Lord, I thank you for that. I pray for those who don't have access to this community and with people around them that can strengthen their faith and grow their passion. And God, I just lift up all these requests that are coming in, Lord, ones for healing, Lord, in particular, God, I just pray that you will heal um, mental illness, that you will heal physical illness, God, to heal people. And God, I just pray for this healing right now over individuals who've asked for that. I pray that you will be the healer that you say you are and that you will give them faith to continue to, to trust in you during this time, God. But ultimately, Lord, we pray for healing, that you will just pour out your healing upon individuals who are suffering right now, God. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. And Lord, we just ask for um, every young person who's represented by families who are watching or young people who are listening from, from babies to college students and young adults. God, we thank you for the faith of these young people. Jesus, your word tells us that we are to have faith like children. Jesus, if you encourage us to have faith like children, the amount of love and um, justice that you have towards making sure children are well provided for and taken care of is inspiring, God. Your word says that um, it would be better for someone who tempts or mistreats a child to, to have um, essentially an anchor thrown around them and then tossed into the sea. God, you care about baby, God. Bless them, protect them, watch over them. For every toddler, Lord Jesus, lead them in the ways they should go. For every preschooler and kindergartner, God, would you um, begin to use their curious minds to chase after and to ask questions about you. For every grade schooler, God, would you help them to keep their eyes fixed on you and to this, Lord, would you keep them from temptation and give them a strong resolve to do what is right? For every young adult, God, would you give them vision that would be expanded for every portion and area of their life? God, I just reiterate Susan's prayers of provision, God. I, I just ask that you would bring health and remove pain from those who are suffering, God. I pray for those who are grieving the loss of relationships or the loss. I pray for marriages who are struggling now, God. I pray that each married couple who may be struggling, that they would remember where they have fallen from, that they would repent and acknowledge that they are not in a good place and that they would begin to do the things that they did at first. Jesus, I thank you that your word says that when we seek you, we find. I thank you, Jesus, that your word tells us that where we put our treasures, our heart will be. So let us invest into eternal things this week, a place where moth and rust does not destroy and thieves don't break and still. Let us invest into eternal things with our energy, our relationships, our sexuality, our God, as we do those things, I pray that our heart would follow and we would have passion about these things, Lord Jesus. Help us to live sacrificially, generously, God. Help us to be a people of grace. Help us to be a people of love. Help us to be a people of hope. Let us make an impact, God, 
in Salem, in Woodburn, in Jefferson, in Silverton, and all around this world. And most of all, Lord Jesus, help us to regain and to walk in our passion for you. In Jesus' request down, and people will see those throughout the day. Um, thank you for the thank yous. Um, some people thanking us for coming on here today and a safe trip home. I don't know. We'll, we'll drive safe, and we pray you have a safe trip home if you're not home. You should be home if you're not. It is, it is crazy to drive right now. And um, so, Susan, can you recap a couple announcements, and we'll log off. Yeah. So um, if you have a teenager, you will have youth group this week on Wednesdays. Um, we have small groups that are going to be starting here soon. So make sure that you're looking at those on the app and getting registered for them. That is really helpful. And then next Saturday, we do have our work day at the downtown location. So please be looking online for that address if you need it. We will have it on our website. It's really easy to find. It's right across the street from the um, convention center downtown and you can also park in the parkade that liberty plaza parkade that's right there across the street so yeah i think there the liberty plaza parkade there's also a um yes several parkades right around there and a lot of street parking but yeah on the corner of high and liberty street is where where we will be yeah. um so it's called it's technically called the crystal garden building but most people don't know that um, I want to let you know, too, um, no bowling, right? No bowling tonight? Not tonight. Nope. So don't show up there tonight. I think they're closed, and um, it would be pretty dangerous to try to get there anyway. When can ladies join us for bowling? Not so us. When can ladies join they're you They're not joining bowling? you because yeah. you threatened to sing karaoke. So it would be on the 27th. It is a Saturday night, 5 p.m. at the Rec. Ready to buy a meal or to get some food there or some snacks or to just hang out and have fun. Remember, Kat Johnson's going to be bringing serious karaoke game. Well, then she threatened to throw up. So I'm kind of fine with her not being on stage if that's going to happen. True. So. Um, also, speaking of ladies, we have an opportunity for teen girls in high school and young adult women to go to the conference for girls at West Salem Foursquare Church coming up. Um, it's called the VIP Girls Conference. A VIP Girls Conference, it is at West Salem Foursquare. That's going to be February 16th and 17th. Again, if you're a high schooler at Free Church, We've got you covered. We're paying for your admission. If you're a young adult woman, um, get there, be there, go with the ladies at our church. We're super excited for you to be blessed. And if you need help getting there financially, let us know. We'll make sure that someone pays your Yeah, and way. if you are inspired to help support women going, young ladies going, feel free to reach out because we'd love to have a couple scholarships to be able to send women there. I know that we have... Uh, more than enough middle-aged women and senior citizen women who could pay for every young adult woman to go here. No, no problem at all. So make sure we really want you to go. You'll be hearing from some of our leaders to make sure, ladies, that you go. Um, potluck's coming up, Susan. What's up with that? Um, that is next Sunday night here at the church. Bring a main dish. And if you want to bring a side dish or something, you can as well. But we do ask that each family brings a hot dish or a main dish to share with everybody and to enjoy together. Yeah, especially if you could bring a dish that is unique to your um, native culture, unique to your nation of origin. I've heard some really cool things that people are going to be bringing. Um, Susan is going to be gone next Sunday. And so um, the Lord has blessed me with... Um, I would just say impactful cooking skills. He can microwave. And um, if you want to see someone passionate about cooking and food, look no further. And so I will be bringing um, something real serious uh, to share with everybody next Sunday night. And I actually have some, some costume pieces I need to buy to be able to present my meal uh, for people to enjoy. So be ready, be prepared. The gourmet meal made in a microwave. So. All right. Yeah. Stephanie says she's going to bring the most basic dish ever. And so... 
Yeah, we are we are hoping that you bring like a, a Starbucks um, bagel to like to, <laughs> to, to, to cut into pieces and share with people here. So yeah, let us know what you're going to be bringing to that potluck dinner, and we're going to be giving you a tour of our new facility. And we are so stoked to worship with you every Saturday night during the month of February. Also, don't forget we have the live devotionals going on right now in the evenings during the week um, on Monday evening, and then we're doing it during the day, mm-hmm. the other days of the week. So Caitlin put a little plug in here. She's in PM tomorrow night. So join us for those. That's been a really wonderful turnout. And it's kind of a nice way to break up your week and have some short devotionals throughout the week. Yeah, I'll be bringing one on Tuesday and Thursday at noon. And then we've got someone bringing you one Wednesday at noon as well. So, hey, guys, we got to get off here. We could talk to you all day. It's actually pretty fun. But but we've got lives we've got to get to. So um, we got to go find somewhere that still is serving food for lunch today. We are now starving along with our crew here. I want to give a special thanks to Ryan and Ladina Doherty. They they got up. Yes. They and their kids. The weather. All of their children are yeah, here. David, Josh, helping. Brianna, thank you so much for showing mm-hmm. up. It was kind of stressful when we all got here. Um, but I want just if you could just thank them for their dedication. Isaiah, he came just to be a part of the live studio audience today. And we are grateful that he facilities or finances you want to help out with. Free Church would love to have a video recording studio where we can make stuff like this all the time. So just a little vision, throwing it your way. If you want to help us get that, be fantastic for all sorts of great things that God's put on our hearts to do. So God bless you guys. Have a great week. Enjoy Martin Luther King Day tomorrow. Be safe, and we'll see you on Sunday.